0: turn to John chapter three. <clears throat> I'm going to reading from uh, from the Amplified Bible today, and it's uh, it's a story of everybody knows of Nicodemus, who came in and talked to Jesus and was wondering how to actually enter in the kingdom and actually start living in the Spirit. So in chapter 3, it starts, Now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these things like these wonders and these miracles that you do unless God is with them. Jesus answered him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, Someone that 's been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see the, and experience the kingdom of God amen that is that is super heavy i was I was driving home from trevs one night, and I just had this idea of like what <clears throat> what it looked like to actually start walking in the kingdom, start walking beyond the veil i 'm like a lot of the stuff that i 'm going to be speaking about. I'm, like, super challenged about this because I don't have this at all, you know? Like, I have parts of it, but honestly, it's been something that I've been really going towards and actually, tr- like, running towards and really trying to, to have in my, like, in my life. And the one thing that, that you notice in the first three verses there is that Jesus talks about union with God. And I, started, I love looking at uh, words of, like, where words came from. The, like, I just love looking at the Latin stuff. I know it's kind of nerdy, but I actually do love it. And union comes from the word unis, which means one. Just, like, just one. It's not two parts together combined as one, but it's actually one. So when we start living in... The, like past the veil, we actually become one with God. Not two separate parts that you can see the difference. It's actually one. We are one with Christ. We were nailed on the cross with Christ. We are one with him. And when I was just thinking about this the other day, I'm like, oh, man, this, this is heavy. Like how, how often you see, oh, it's Jesus and then me, and then he'll help me along if, if I fall, and then, like, of course he's going to do that, but we've put so much separation between us like, this is me personally. I've put so much separation between him and me. And now without realizing, if as soon as I start walking through the veil, man, I am one with him. Not two together, but one. That, that, for me, that just blew me away. And I love the union. It starts with you and I. Get it? You and I. <laughs> I was writing it down. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. And you know what? The thing is too is that when you start living in this union with God, when you start living in this union with Christ and in the spirit and stuff like that, people start to notice it. Haven't you noticed? Like I love the story with uh, with Barb which was talking about uh, stuff at work. People notice like the spirit that's working inside of her and the spirit that she's like exuding because of she's in in the love, in the in the spirit. You start to Start walking into a coffee shop. You start walking in at work, and people, like, they know something's different about you. They know that's something. Oh, man, I need to talk to this guy because there's something, there's something up with him. <coughs> Excuse me. And with this union, we are capable just to start releasing our spirit, start releasing and start just letting everything go. You know, just like, just start pouring. I love when, uh, when Trev comes around and goes like, Oh, you know, you start releasing your spirit, you start releasing the love, you start releasing the power that God's given you just because you're walking with him. And this is who we are. We are like magnets. Because, because everybody is born out of spirit. Everyone's born out of spirit. So people who are born out of spirit actually start noticing and start seeing stuff that is born from the spirit. Yeah. And they recognize who you are, and this is where like your sphere of influence starts to grow and grow and grow, and it's it's amazing just to see like I, I have an example I want to talk about later, but I, I want to talk about it. yeah I'll talk about it now. So there's <laughs> there's a friend of mine I started I started talking um, he was at the coffee shop and I just happened to sit with him just for two seconds I'm like oh I'm just gonna go and uh, and I just want to say hi and stuff like that. I don't want to take up too much of your time. And he started asking me what I was doing and stuff like that. He's a, not a Christian guy. And then I started talking to him about, like, what we used to do in Iceland, doing a lot of counseling, helping a lot of drug addicts off the street and just all that stuff. And he just, like, he was just, like, glued in. And it was just like I was talking about RTF because he was <clears throat> he has a lot of problems with anxiety and stuff like that. So I started talking about how... God works, and what my parents are doing, and what we've we we had done, and stuff like that. And it was really funny because his sister came in, and with his with her like uh, with her uh, husband, and she's like, "Oh, I'll talk to you later." And they just sat next to the table because they didn't he didn't want to like break that connection because of what I was releasing. And it's something that we all have, and we just open our hearts and start pouring out, and people who who don't know God, will start knowing God through you. And for me, this, this, this friend of mine, he was just like, oh, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden, he, he was reading a book, puts the book down, puts his computer down, and just like, boom, zeroed in. And we had such a heart-to-heart connection with that because of what I was releasing. Amen? Cool. So that's point number one. <laughs> Um, I like in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it talks about, <clears throat> therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old is gone, and the old is still here. No, the new is here. So when we start walking into the veil, past the veil, it's, it's been opened. We just start walking. The, the old creation just stays in the back there. We don't need to reference this guy anymore. We don't have to reference all the stuff that we've been through. It is great to have testimony and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. But it's not something that we have to cling to and holding on to our old flesh. We're not like, come on, come on. This is what's keeping us from actually letting go and entering into the kingdom. All right. So John 3, chapter 4. Sorry, John chapter 3, verse 4. It says, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and can he and and be born kenny Jesus answered I assure you and most solemnly say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit he can never enter the kingdom of God that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit and i like in uh, in chapter um, uh, sorry verse 9 it says nicodemus said to him how can i be these how can these things be possible and Jesus greatest clapback ever he says you are the great teacher of Israel. How do you not know nor understand these things from Scripture? And it's like, I love the Jesus burns. It's like, God just, uh, Jesus just slapped him a little bit with love. And just like, you're like one of the greatest rulers. How can you not get this? You know? You don't understand. And it's written in the Scripture. And that's, that's, that's amazing. And in verse 13 says, No one has gone up to heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man, The Son of Man Himself, and this is where, where like a lot of our stuff, we have to watch where we watch. It's our worldview that affects who we are. Um, I had I went to play golf with Lyle this this summer, and one of the things he said, I I, it really hit me is like a lot of people are were always focused on this, and sometimes we have to well all the times we have to realize we have to focus here. And then view everything from looking up, and I was—I I made a little drawing with the two eyes here or here, you know. And that's like when he said that to me this uh, this uh, this summer. I was like, man, that's right. Sometimes I'm so focused on what's going on around me, I forget the most important thing. Boom, looking up. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that that um, that Nicodemus has a hard time to see. There's a difficulty he, he has a difficulty to see what's a new beginning and a new birth. When he's talking about having a new birth, it's talking about climbing back into the womb. But having a new beginning, which is being born of the Spirit, it's like walking through the veil. And sometimes we have to realize, like, he was just looking through the eyes of what he, was, he could actually see at that moment. Not looking through the eyes of the Spirit. And that's where we have to live and I've been, I've talked about this before, like my like testimony of us going to the school of ministry. Um, for me, I had been going, at that point, I had been going to, the, uh, to Toronto and hearing the Father's love uh, boundary stuff. And any teaching you could think of, like I heard, I don't know how many times I've heard John Arnott speak, but I was always focusing on the natural stuff. I knew, I knew it, like you could talk to me about anything. I really knew it. And it took... We went to the school in 2008, um, and the first time that I actually went to Toronto was 1994 and started going into, like, I don't know how many conferences, and I've been through fire tunnels, I've been through this, but I really never hooked in to who I was through God. And I had never actually walked through. I could see through the veil. Oh, yeah, I understand everything. But to actually go through and actually say, yeah, I understand nothing... (laughs) Like just really going through and actually stepping into the spirit was completely different because I was changing my worldview from just looking up to looking as looking down to looking up. Trev said this last week. He said, "Oh no, a few weeks ago he says um, we only see what our minds." understand. We only understand what our minds see, something like that. And that was something that I was like, man, that's true. But we also understand, we also see what the Spirit sees as well when we actually start looking through through heaven and through the veil. Yeah. And Jesus was born of flesh, uh, born of water and born of spirit. In Romans chapter 1 verse 3 and 4, it says, there's good news regarding his son, who <clears throat> as to the flesh was born a descendant of David, and as according to the Spirit was openly, according to the Spirit of Holiness was openly designated to be the Son of God with power by his resurrection. So as soon as Jesus resurrected, that's where the new covenant started, where we could start living in that, living in that reality and that just being in the spirit. Yeah, being born birthed. Born and birthed in the Spirit. <laughs> Borthed. Birth forth in the Spirit. Oh, man. <clears throat> and this ch- starts, like, we actually start um, applying this into our lives as looking at heaven's perspective. Looking through heaven's perspective, sorry. And it's not something that we're, we just see, like, here on the plane. We actually start looking th- at people through the eyes of God. And that was, that's the one of the biggest hardest things that I personally have to go through is that like you have to look at everybody how God sees them even the people who cut you off in traffic whew, you know <laughs> people cut you, they they are sons of God you know God loves them as much as He loves me oh boy you know and then you have to start to realize that's where you have to live that's where you have to grow that's where you have to see what God sees Amen. No one can fully engage in heaven's perspective unless you realize where you are from, where your origin is, where your spirit's from. When we start thinking of like, oh yeah, I'm just from here, I can't, I can't amount to anything. Then you start getting in this swirl of just negativity and just looking around and then, oh, this is who I am, you know. Not realizing, hey, you know what, no, God has called me to go somewhere higher. God has called me to start walking through. God has called me just to start releasing my spirit. God has called me just to start releasing my love, opening my heart, just influencing those around me, influencing my block, influencing my city, influencing the country. Wow, you guys are quiet. <laughs> awesome. All right. And this is actually, it's pretty amazing because like, they, like we have to realize too is that we are not... Like we've been born in the born of the water, so we are from Adam, but as soon as Jesus died on the cross, that thing was split, and now we started being born from the spirit. And uh, in Second Corinthians chapter five or 17 is like that, like, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. And this is where we have to realize we are not of this world. We don't have to abide by the rules of this world. Amen. Yes. Come on. So this is where the Old Covenant and New Covenant really come, come clashing. In the old times, Old Covenant, in the, in the new, like the Old Testament, you could not touch the dead because you would become unclean. You could not touch the sick because you would become unclean. You couldn't even touch a woman who was on your period because you would become unclean. You'd have to go through all these steps just to even start getting on, like getting clean again. The new covenant, boom. God tells us, lay your hands on the sick and pray for the dead. So we are clean and we are actually influencing the the, the sickness. We're influencing the death. We're influencing. We, we are carriers of life. We are carriers of spirit, carriers of, of God, and just boom. Come on. Whew. I'm getting, like, shivers. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yes. And this is where, like we, have to, like, we have to start realizing and start stepping into this new creation that we are. And not forgetting who we are. Because if you start thinking, oh, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. You know, I'm a sinner. You know, we're saints that were saved by grace. Our sinful nature has died. And something new has come along. And we've latched on to it and become one with it. You know, it's not. (laughs) Forget sin. Because we are righteous. We've been nailed to the cross. We've been like, our sin's been taken care of us, of taken care of. You know, we don't have to live and thinking, you know, I, of course we'll sin because, like, that's just human nature and stuff like that. But we are not sinners anymore. We're saints that sometimes sin. Amen? And it's just that, that thing where you start thinking, hey, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. You know what? That's religion talking to you. We're not living under religion anymore. We're living under grace. We're living under love. We're living under the Spirit of God. And when we start thinking about this, we are if we start start catering to these negative thoughts and stuff like that, we are still getting dominated by death that was taken care of on the cross. You know, that that just blows me away. In Romans 12, oh boy, I got a lot of uh, stuff here. Romans twelve it says in I love the living translation, it says, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you in a new person by changing the way you think. So let's not conform to this earthly plane, because we are children of heaven. That's our origin, that's who we are. We're not stuck in this thing, just oh, just rubbing stone on stone. You know, this is so hard. No, let's just open ourselves and just, let's just take it in. (laughs) Take in the spirit. Are you guys with me so far? Yeah. So far. (laughs) Thanks, Phil. So we're living under this new covenant. We have new access that the Old Testament did not have. We're still in this, this new covenant age, you know. We're still able to walk in through it. Why are we just looking at, oh, like, hey, that's cool, but it doesn't apply to me right now. Yes, it does. This is now. It's not, for like, in 20 years from now. It is for now. <clears throat> Let's look at verse 14 and 15 from chapter 3. It says, just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross so that whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. And this is where our inheritance comes in. We are born out of the Spirit. There is no time for waiting right now. I had written something cool. I, I, I'm a lot more uh, eloquent when I'm actually typing it out. Actually, that's an ungodly belief. I break that off in Jesus' name. <laughs> I wrote this down. The veil has been removed. It's been torn in two. That means there's no barrier, there's no roadblock, there's no barricade. There is nothing stopping us from entering into the kingdom and entering into the heart of God. How long will we sit and wait for something that's already ours? When he died on the cross, that's when our sinful nature was nailed with him. We are sinners, we aren't sinners anymore, we are saints filled with passion, filled with love. Filled with the Holy Spirit and his power. Filled with his presence and filled with heaven. Whew, that is our inheritance. We can't wait anymore for the sons of man just to start releasing God. Releasing heaven. Releasing the spirit in this place. When I was writing this, I was like getting shivers. I was getting super pumped. I was at home. I was like, yes, this is awesome. But this is the thing is that we can't stay here, you know, a ch- the uh, uh, revival, I saw this on Facebook the other day. The revival isn't the size of your church, but it's the change in the city that you have. It's the change in the workplaces. We are an outside, going inside-out church. We are an outside, inside-out church. So we're actually releasing the Spirit of God. We're not just keeping it for us. You know what, I'm going to keep this until I get to heaven? Yeah. But no, we're actually releasing so that we can actually bring people in touch people 's lives, change people 's relationships, change people, change your workplace, make everything grow. Lindsay just reminded me of this the other day when I was working at Quest, people would come in and it, one of the guys um, one of one of the um, guitar techs he 's like i don 't know what you have I knew i don 't know what you have, but people just come in and just throw money at you like we are always gauged on sales and stuff like that, and i I would just like from I worked there 36 38 months or something like that and I was top salesman for 37 from from the first month and I just went boom everything was just going crazy but it was the favor that I had in my life and I would always pray God just let's re- release favor in this place and let's just release peace because there was there's something about like you know in the movies when you see like people walk into a music store record store everybody's like super jaded and just like uh, I know better I know better than you type thing that 's the reality for real. you know people walk in and then they leave and they're like, oh, what an idiot you know, but the thing is that if you go against that, something happens there's a change in the atmosphere I, I always released peace I always, and the thing is that people are actually happy for me to come and do some shifts and stuff, and then they realize oh there's something different and i'm not i'm not I'm not going to shy away. I'm like, yeah, I pray favor in this place. I even told Lindsay pray favor in, in the job that you're in, and boom, just there was such a growth in like her like her business as well. It was absolutely, it was crazy. So we have to release this. And what's what's amazing, and I was just thinking about this being in being in the spirit all the time. You start breathing in the breath of heaven, and I, I was thinking, I'm like, does. I started doing research on this, and if you start breathing in chemicals, a certain type of chemical, it latches onto your cells and can change something in, at your cellular level. So when you start breathing in, breathing in you breathe it in, in your lungs, it, it gets into your blood and then just goes throughout your body. So that's the negative side. Let's put a positive spin on it. Let's start breathing in heaven where every cell in your body just radiates him. Every cell in your body just... Releases love and just oozes out spirits so that you can change everything around you. Whew, that's where we need to live. Amen? So John 3.16, everybody knows that God so loved the world. Man, that is awesome. But one of my favorites is the one right after. In John, uh, John 3.17. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to judge and condemn, and to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Just that, just that verse changes and puts religion on its head, because God's not coming here to judge. He's not coming here just to throw rules at you. He's actually came to earth so that we can, like, so that the world can be saved through him. So that we can release as Christians and as followers of God, just to start releasing His love, releasing like your spirit, so that people are just like, boom, just hit. Like you're walking into a place and they actually feel the difference, and this sh- this should actually be a, re- a reality. One the um, in the uh, the uh, mirror translation in verse 21, I think is one of the 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 one of my f- the favorite parts of this this whole thing is that in verse 21 in uh, the amplified it says, "But whoever practices truth comes to the light, so that the, his works may be plainly shown to be." what they are accomplished in God. In the, 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 uh, the mirror translation says, I have good, free, uh, good news for you, Nicodemus. You won't ever have to hide in darkness again. And I was like, man, we are sons of light. We are birthed in light. What was that verse you were telling me the other day about the light thing? Oh, yeah. I'm, he is the fountain of light, and when I'm in light, I see light. Something like that. Yeah, thirty six. Psalm 36.6. I have no memory for that. Oh, another ungodly belief. <laughs> Man, this is great. I'm just working on myself here. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. You know what, like, and this is where, like, this is where we should start living in this reality. We are sons of light. Why should we even think about darkness? It's been taken care of. Like, 2,000 years ago, it's been taken care of. We don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. We don't have to worry about, oh, I, I, I fell. You know, God's forgiven you. When he asks forgiveness, God's forgiven you and he's forgotten about it. So start clinging on to past stuff that's trying to hold you in and just start walking in just in freedom and just in that reality of heaven. One of the things that I do when, like, when I'm starting to get out of alignment, in a sense where I'm starting to think earthly and not starting to think, like, uh, heavenly, is that I start realizing the truth, what, what I know, like, start realizing what I know as truth. And, like, let's say I start thinking, like, I was just doing there, like, I'm not a good communicator in a sense. Well, no, like, I have to realign myself. You know what? God's given me a, a mouth. He's given me a tongue to communicate. You know? Hey, let's start living in that, that truth and start walking in that truth you know like and even if there's some stuff you feel like oh man like I'm really not in start reminding yourselves of the prophetic words that you've given you've been given and start living even start reading the bible you know like start reading the bible I'm like you know what I take that for myself and then you start walking into that and start realigning yourself in that and you know what's awesome is that we have to start living in that abundance of God and his desire to heal our sickness. Just that, that's two realities. You know what, I want to live in the abundance of God. You know, I'm, I'm tired of, of just like scrounging for pennies or something like that. I'm just wanting to live in the abundance of God. I'm sick, I want to live that he wants to heal my sickness. And just living, oh, if he wants to heal me, then he'll heal me. He wa- There's no sickness in heaven. Why, why does he want us to be sick? Yeah. One, and even start like just a practical thing to, to get yourself back into that heavenly mindset is just to start speaking godly beliefs over yourself like God rejoices over me he rejoices over all of you and even start singing that, uh, saying that in the morning you know what, God rejoices over me God rejoices over me just say it God rejoices over me <laughs> Yeah, come on I am not alone. We are all together in this. You know, we are a whole group together. We are we are always God's always gonna be there for us too. You know, we are never alone. One thing that I that I had to like, another thing that I had to deal with is like something that I'm like, you know what? I'm having a hard time writing songs, stuff like that. And then, oh, there's something that creeps in my mind. Oh, you're not creative, Eric. You're not creative. Oh, I'm not creative, you know. I can't write these lyrics or anything. Like, I'm not creative. But that's just, if I start entertaining this thought, that's what I start to believe. That is not my truth. My truth is I am creative. God's created me and he's deposited creativity in all of our hearts. And when you say, oh, I can't worship. Yes, you can worship. You have a mouth. Raise your hands. Do anything. Just worship God with everything that you do. One of the things that um, jarred on at when he was here last time, uh, someone asked, how did you keep the... Uh, the, the revival, just to keep on rolling, keep on rolling. Lindsay reminded me of this yesterday. And he said, I never entertained a negative thought. That is heavy. Like, I entertained a lot. I've entertained like 50 b- before I came here this morning. You know? <laughs> Exaggeration, but you know? Like, for real, we, as, as people, we actually have 80% negative thoughts, usually, and 20, 20% positive so that's how our like our mind is almost geared to work when you start looking at this realm and not focusing up here, is that all 80%, so 8 out of 10 thoughts are negative, 2 out of 10 are positive. So let's start working, taking steps, hey, let's do 7-3, next, the next week let's do 6-4 and start working into that, hey... Trying not to entertain any, never entertaining, not trying, never entertaining a negative thought. You know, it's like we have to start coming into agreement with our truths, the truth that God has spoken over us. And that's a big thing. And it's like, you know, sometimes uh, God's given us prophetic words or has just even given us ideas. They're like, you know what? I cannot do this. I can't, I can't even start doing this. You know what? God's given you the word. Start working for it, you know, and just start entertaining the positivity. You know what? I can do this. God, help me do to, to do this. There's a whole different, you know what's really funny? It's just the way you change how you say it. You know, putting a negative spin, it's like the glass of water is half full or half empty. It's the same amount of water. It's just the way you actually say it and how you view it. Yeah. <laughs> And one of the things that Lindsay and I have, like, have learned to do over the years, like, we, when we were in Iceland and before that, we did not have, a, like, putting, like, not having a lot of money is putting it lightly. <laughs> we just kind of, like, gave out. I'm not trying to boast in that, but that's just, that's how it was. And what we started, we always started, you know, God, give us, give us money, give us things, and we always got stuff. It's, it's amazing. God's been so faithful for that. One of the things that we started to do, we We stopped praying. We just started going like this. And like something would happen. You know, just having that mindset. You know, I'm realigning myself. Boom. You know, I'm taking from heaven, putting it down here. You know, living. (laughs) Exactly. Boom. Start reaching up and start grabbing stuff that you are wanting for, you're praying for, and just going for it. You know, you don't even have to pray just saying, I'm taking it. Because it's yours. Right? If not, I'm like I'm in the wrong business here. <laughs> it is ours. Oh, man, come on, Jesus. You know, and like it's really funny. I I gotta give the testimony. Me and Chris, um, when we were in Toronto, like I've been trying. Okay, I do a lot of um, buying gear and selling gear, like music music stuff. Um, Blake knows I sell a lot of stuff. We've been we've been doing a lot of stuff like that, just buying gear and selling it. And I bought a guitar. Cheap so I can sell it at a higher price. And, like, I just do that a lot. And I've had this guitar for nine months. Has not moved. And I'm like, I always, I've tried bringing down the price, changing the, look, like, pictures or whatever. Has, like, I had it in May or April or May of last year. We were in Toronto. And no movements, no, like, no one messaged me or anything. I, I felt in my heart, you know what, you need to get someone to agree with you on this. So I asked Chris, we we're standing in line getting food. I'm like, hey, can you pray with me to sell my guitar? He's like, what guitar? I'm like, I have a guitar that I don't want to sell. I just want like, to move it. It's just money that's just sitting there. And um, so he's like, yeah, let's do it. He puts his hand on my shoulder. We're holding our plates of food. And he's like, yeah, God, we just pray for that thing. From that, the next day, I started getting messages on it. This is like, it's not a fluke. It just, this is reality started guess- getting messages. For 14 days, I got like I think 14 different people wanting it and then sold it two weeks later to the price that I had wanted that was higher than I had brought it down to, to a guy here in the city, which for me was just like I, it blew me out of the water because I, I thought I had to sell it to the States because there's a, a website that I sell stuff on. And, I, and the guy's like, yeah, I'll just pick it up so I didn't have to, do, to worry about any shipping. Any, and it was just like, Thank you, Jesus. And then, okay, so this is what's more amazing. So yesterday, uh, no, is it, when, when did we talk? Uh, Friday. So Friday, I'm like, you know, what? I need to sell some pedals because I have another pedal that I want to buy. I need to sell, this is uh, an ongoing thing. So I sell pedals to buy other guitar pedals, you know? And, and I'm like, Chris, I need to sell some stuff, like, right now because some guy uh, said he wasn't buying the pedal. I need to sell pedals to sell, uh, whatever. It's not a, whatever. And then, so... <laughs> In my world, it makes a lot of sense. So, so I asked Chris, hey, Chris, I call him up. Hey, can we pray? I, I need to sell some pedals uh, today. And he's like, okay, God, we just pray. Just, what is it, like a 10-second f- prayer? We just agreed. That's the point. We just agreed. We Together, we put our hearts together and say, boom, we want this. We want this. We, we came in agreement together. We came in alignment. We came in unity. And we actually chased after something. Two hours later, I had more money. I, I traded a pedal for an amp that was worth twice as much. Um, I, I, I got all the money that I needed for the other stuff and, and more. And it was less, was it less than two hours? Yeah, it was just like people just started, my phone just blew up and then just, I want this, I want this. And I'm like, dude, I haven't even posted anything yet. You know? <laughs> Some guy heard that I had something and called me. It was just like, it works, people. God, yeah, for real, it does work, and it just really shows you, if you start aligning yourself with God, start working in that, that, hey, I'm in the veil. The veil's behind me now, you know, I'm living in heaven. Come on. You just start working it. Oh, man, it's just amazing to see stuff like that happen.